For you are a good God. You are a wonderful God. You are a great God. We bless you. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you for your goodness, for your love for us, for calling us to yourself, for sending your son Jesus, and Lord, for drawing us to yourself, because none of us chose you, but you chose us. You called us, and we thank you. We thank you because we know you, and we thank you for the ministry of your word that you have given to us to build us up and to give us our inheritance among those who are sanctified. Holy Spirit, we pray you will teach us tonight. Help us to understand. Give us spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen and amen. All right, good evening, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for coming to uh, part two of our life-changing prayer series. Uh, we started this series last week, and uh, we're going to continue for the next two weeks. So it's going to be a four-week series uh, where we're basically examining uh, what we call the Pauline prayer, all right, uh, which is Holy Spirit-inspired prayer written in his word by one of his foremost apostles, Apostle Paul. Uh, which God inspired, because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, uh, to pen these words for us uh, to be blessed. Amen. So we're going to uh, dig into that. You should all have this, all right? So if you don't, maybe wave your hand. Somebody will give it to you. Uh, uh, we have a number of people joining us online as well. So I have my laptop. I can get comments you know, from people who, you know, who are watching online, so we get a few comments from them. But we have a great crowd tonight. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Amen. All right. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So we're going to do the introduction, and at some point I may ask one or two of you to help me, or I may ask questions uh, so we can get uh, some contributions. All right. So last week we learned that one of the most effective ways to pray is praying the Spirit-inspired prayers, also called the Pauline prayers, and confessing them into our lives. And we learn that that is one of the most effective ways to really pray and have a very powerful prayer life. We said every believer should memorize as many of these prayers as possible and pray them for themselves and others regularly. I believe strongly that this is, you know, this is something that uh, all of us should make our goal for 2023. Amen. As believers, when we pray and confess this prayer, we said two things happen in our lives. Number one, the revelation of the truth in them will begin to drop in our heart. Because one thing about this prayer, they are not just prayer, but they are also packed with so much revelation and truth that, I mean, just one line sometimes can really hook you I mean, it can really become something you study over and over again. So as you pray them over and over, you know, the revelation will begin to drop in your heart. Uh, and as a result of the revelation you get, your life begins to reflect the intent of those prayers. I want you to remember these are prayers in the heart of God. These are spirit-led, spirit-inspired prayer 
they reflect the intention of God for us. And the old essence of prayer really is to have God's intent. A prayer is not how we um, twist God. Prayer is not how we force God. Prayer is really how we align ourselves, all right, with the will of God. I mean, that is what, you know, in the, in the, famous, in the Lord's Prayer, all right, that statement is always true. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So prayer is our means of making sure we bring not just ourselves, our situation in alignment with God. Amen. So last week we focused on one of the two prayers found in Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, there are two of those prayers, which, you you know, one is in Ephesians chapter one, which we look at last week from 17 to 21, you know, uh, we have it there, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in his knowledge. Hallelujah. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling, right? And you may know the, uh, the riches of his inheritance in the saint, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he raised, he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and dominion, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. That is one of those prayers that every believer should really know and be able to pray it regularly. Has anyone memorized this prayer yet? Do I have a bold person that is going to memorize, that's going to, yes. You want to, you memorize it? Wow, we have one person. Okay, just tell us the two verses. Revelation of his knowledge, that the eyes of my understanding might be enlightened, so that I might know the hope of my calling and the inheritance, its great inheritance in the And the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in, in the saints, saints. Amen. That's, that's, you're, you're almost there. In, in a few more weeks, you're going to get there. And I think the first thing is to memorize this prayer. The first thing is to at least put it in a card, read it over and over again. I, I just read it from the heart as I was, you know, I, you know, I've been reading this, I've been praying this uh, for many, 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 many years. And over time, you memorize this. You know, I think it becomes your, your own prayer language. It's not, ju- it's not just... Uh, pause prayer anymore once it's in your heart becomes your own prayer language. You know, it is one of the, you know, at least the, 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 the most important prayers you can actually pray. Amen. So that's awesome. Today we are going to look at the second uh, Pauline prayer, which is also in the, book of, in the book of Ephesians. There are two of them in Ephesians. There are a bunch of them in uh, Colossians, Philippians, Thessalonians. We're going to look at a, a, uh, all these you know, but the two most, the two most popular ones and the two most exhaustive ones uh, are the Ephesians, you know, 1, 16 to, uh, 16 to 21, really, and Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. So, uh, you know, the first prayer, which is found in Ephesians 1, 7 to 21, really focuses on the revelation knowledge of God and revelation knowledge of everything that is available to us in Christ. And I think that's so powerful. It focuses on our revelation knowledge. And we talk about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's just a tool that God gives to us. It's a spiritual tool that we're praying for that allows us to know God 
that allows us to know many other things, the hope of his calling, right? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, you know, and, you know, so it's, it's something that we, you know, that is very, very, very powerful. Now, the second prayer, which is found in Ephesians 3, uh, 14 to 21, focuses on our inner man, strengthening our inner man, all right, and also knowing and experiencing the love of God. Now, so, I, I, I mean, they balance each other. They are all really play, praying something different, but also ultimately the same. So we're going to read them, and we're going to try to analyze this prayer, all right? And I'm hoping as we analyze them, uh, because understanding also helps us to be able to memorize it. When we understand it, then we memorize it, then we, we meditate on it, then we speak it, then we understand it a little more. Then, you know, then it stick, then we understand it a little more. That is how this works. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, one, of, uh, one of the fathers of faith, Kenneth Hagin, which many of you know, once shared about how these prayers impacted him. He talked about how when he discovered this prayer and he began to pray, he said he prayed this prayer for himself every day for six months. And he said in six months he experienced more spiritual growth than he has experienced in the past 13 years of his life. That six months of just praying this prayer, you know, he had a lot more, you know, uh, in his spiritual life, more than 13 years. So that, that, that tells you the value of this prayer. I can personally also talk about the value of this prayer in my personal life. That has been my go-to prayer. You know, at the end of the day, this is the prayer. At the end of the day, this is the heart of the Father. At the end of the day, this should be where we spend most of our prayer time because I believe that these are prayer points that eliminate many other, many prayer points, all right? Sometimes many prayer points will not be necessary if these prayer points are what we focus on, all right? So today we're going to look at the Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. I want someone to help me read uh, I have it in New King James Version uh, and uh, New Living Translation. New King James Version is for memorization. New Living Translation is a little bit for clarification, right? So I kind of, you know, always try and do that. So I will have someone read the New King James Version, and I will have another person to read the New Living Translation. So who is ready to read? Just re- okay, so Dami is ready to read. Uh, you're reading the New King James Version, right? All right. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So who is going to read the second passage for us? I will. All right. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from these glorious unlimited resources, 
He will empower you with inner, inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Verse 18. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully. Then you, you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Verse 20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yes. I mean, you can, you can stay in this thing forever. I mean, they are so rich. They are so powerful. I mean, each, each phrase is, you know, can develop a life of its own. I mean, if you, you, know, if you really, really want to go into this. But uh, the goal of this is really to just get a, bit, uh, get a better understanding and encourage you and challenge you to begin to pray this thing into your life and begin to regularly just pray them. And I think some of the things we talk tonight will probably help you. Cheese of the glory of his inheritance, right? You see, so the, you know, the riches of his glory is something that is very common. In fact, I actually have a few verses here. If someone can read Romans chapter 9, anybody can read Romans chapter 9, verses 22 and 23. And I, I, I want somebody else to open Colossians 1.27, uh, Philippians 4.19. So I, I, I have three verses of called now. Romans chapter 9, verse 22. Can someone try to help us? What version do you want, sir? Uh, you know, New King James Version. I thought someone would even be able to read that. All right, who is, uh, okay, I have a young man here trying to read, all right? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So the word riches in glory or riches of his glory is a very popular phrase. I mean, I think Apostle Paul loves it so much uh, and he uses it. Uh, you know, and I think it's critical to even understanding this prayer. You know, what, what, is, what do you think he's talking about? What is the riches of his glory? I think, let's read Colossians 1, 20, 27. Okay, Colossians 1, 27, I have. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of my, this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay, so he talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he talks about riches there also. Does anybody have an idea what he's talking about here? Anyone? Um, I would say um, what I understood, the riches, like the wealth. Riches of his glory. That is, as... The, the highest that God can give to a person. Did you get what I'm talking about now? You know, my, 
don't forget that when we sin, what did we do? We sin, we first shot of what? Of his glory. Of his glory. So his glory is like the highest that we can attain. That is, we are in glory when we are, that's why the Bible says God will give us a glorious body. All right, when we do at resurrection, right? Glory is like the highest, is almost like the highest state a gold can be. What's the highest carrot you can, you can have? Does anybody know? Anybody is in, uh, anybody is into jewelry here? Huh? Tosin, you should know. Oh, you, 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 do pla- you do platinum. Somebody said you don't do gold anymore, right? So, <laughs> all of the above. I mean, it's like you're talking about, when you talk about gold, people who know about gold, they will tell you the highest level. Or when you talk about diamond, the highest level. So, diamond is still great in every category, right? I mean, even the, the middle category, the whatever category, I mean, we will pay thousands of dollars, right, to, to still get it. But people would know, so he's saying that, according to the riches of his glory, that is as much as God can possibly give you, right? That is what he's talking about when he's saying, according to the riches of his glory. Uh, you know, so the, the prayer says, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That's the next, that's the, so we are trying to dissect this prayer. You know, so the real prayer here is, to be strengthened with might, we're in second page now, through his spirit in the inner man. Now, he's saying that that level of strength should be according to the riches of his glory. He's, he's saying that, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's why I'm saying that. A phrase, riches of his glory alone, you can go through the scripture and study it and understand it. I mean, that could be something that the Holy Spirit will take you on a journey with just to understand what is the riches of his glory. God, show me the riches of your glory. What does he mean? Uh, I think it's much our, our uh, theology. Really, we worship God with our spirit, right? God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it is with our spirit that we worship God. It is with our spirit that we connect to God. Now, that doesn't mean all these other faculties are not useful. They actually help us to express what is in our spirit, right? But our spirit is really, uh, you know, is really the real deal, right? So, he's, saying, he's praying that it is about what is going on, the state of our spirit. Is our spirit being developed? When we feed the word of God, when the Bible says, let the word of God dwell richly in you, what are we trying to do? We are trying to feed our spirit. Now, we feed our mind in the process, but even if you feed our mind, we don't feed our spirit, we are not getting anywhere, right? The, the word of God is the sword of the spirit, right? So it is about how much of everything we do, how much of it gets into our spirit is really, really the essence of our walk with God. Praise the name of Jesus. I hope to, to really do much. Some people might look weak physically, but their spirit is so strong. You know, so Paul is saying we should be people who seek that our spirit is strong. When our spirit is strong, we, we are sharp in the spirit. We are attuned with God. We are able to hear God. You know, we are able to fight spiritual battles, right? 
We are able to walk by faith. We are able to defeat the devil. We are able to overcome sin. So we are able to live an overcoming life. A lot of, you know, what we are praying for is really going to happen when our spirit is strong. So this prayer is trying to address that aspect of our life, right? That we will be strengthened with might by his spirit or through his spirit in our inner man. Hallelujah. How many of us agree that's a very powerful prayer? Amen. So that's a powerful prayer. So that's one sentence in that prayer that we can go on and on and talk about this sentence. So we've talked about what it means to be strengthened with mind through the spirit in our inner mind. It means our spirit is really strong and it takes the Holy Spirit to help us to do that. So when Ephesians is giving us command, I don't know if you thought about it, Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. That's like a command, right? Isn't that so? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. You say, how, do, how can I be strong in the Lord? I mean, it's like God is giving me a command. The command is like stand up, right? How can I just be strong in the Lord? So how can I be strong in the Lord? No, it's just by praying this prayer. One of these is by, isn't that what he's trying to say now? <laughs> just praying this prayer, right? <laughs> that's, that's very simple. You know, at least one of these, I mean, we have one secret, right? Right? We have one way now to be strong in the Lord, right? By saying, God grant unto me to be strengthened, right? With might, through your spirit in my inner man. When I'm praying that, I am obeying God to be strong in the Lord. That means I am strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a verse. I don't know the exact verse. I believe it's Proverbs. It says, when you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. But it's talking about your spiritual strength. You're, 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 you're weak in your inner man. Your inner man, you know, some people... It's not enough that your outward man is strong. You know, we want your inner man to be strong. And when your inner man is strong, you are able to fulfill God's will. You are able to live the way God wants us to live. You are able to live an overcoming life. You are sensitive in the spirit. You are able to worship. You know, you are able to do a lot of things spiritually because your inner man is strong. So let's look at the next phrase that I talk about. Uh, then he went on to say, the second aspect of this prayer is that, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. I mean, this is prayer. He said, I'm praying for you, you know, that you will be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart. So he's praying for them that Christ will dwell in their heart through faith. What, do you, what does that mean? What is the implication? What is the meaning of that? Um, first of all, I will start by saying the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we know that um, Jesus is the word of God. So when it says here, what is the meaning and implication of know that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, mm -hmm. it means that um, the word of God resting in your hearts. Mm -hmm. 
through faith in God, through faith in Christ. Amen, amen, amen. I, I'm going to ask my sister here also to say something. She, she wanted, she's been wanting to say something for a while now. Praise the Lord. Well, it's not far from what she just said. It takes faith to, to, to I mean, it takes someone that has, it takes faith to believe in God. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you don't have faith, you can't trust in okay. Christ because we don't see him. So we need but to. the essence of this is Christ dwelling in our heart. I, I put another verse there that I want someone to try and read. Galatians 4.19. Can someone read Galatians 4.19? You're going to see how this thing is connected. Galatians 4.19. What happened to all our Bible readers? We used to have, boom. Okay, Fala is uh, trying to read here. Um, Galatians chapter 4, verses 19. My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. John says, Ephesians 3, 17. I pray that Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith. Okay. That Christ will live in your heart because of your faith. Yeah. Christ will live, that Christ will dwell, that Christ will be formed. I think the appropriate thing is Christ will be formed in your heart. So ultimately, the degree that our spirit man should get to is to the degree of Christ. God is trying to form Christ in us. He's trying to develop us up to the measure of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians 4.12, right? Up to the measure of the fullness of Christ. So this prayer is saying that, you know, that Christ will dwell in your heart, but it takes faith. It takes faith. So he's saying it takes faith. So part of the prayer is that God will release faith in their heart, right? You know, God will do everything he needs to do, you know, you know so, so that Christ will be formed in their hearts. You know, so that they, you know, their inner man will be built, they will be like Christ. That's Paul's prayer. I mean, Paul is deep in this prayer. I mean, this prayer, that's what I'm saying. The more you pray this prayer, the more you just say, what does that even mean? The more you're like, wow, wait a minute. The more it really takes you deeper and deeper. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Then he step it further. The next thing he says is that you being rooted and grounded in love. Or say that you will be rooted and grounded in love. So what, what, do you, what does he mean to be rooted and grounded in love? All right. I have uh, Rosalind trying to say something. She's been raising up her hands for some time. Um, so when I think of roots, it's usually... If you think of a plant, um, it's usually deep um, in the ground. Um, And sometimes if you're someone who actually gardens, like even when you pull out the plant, you think that you got it all, but the roots are actually still very deep inside. So, and then when I think of grounded, I think of stability. So some... The root is what, what you, you know, the root goes into the ground, right? And the root holds the entire structure, right? It's like foundation. That's the foundation for a tree, right? It's, it's root, it's rooted. Uh, or grounding. Grounding can be used for 
uh, you know, uh, in construction, what is grand, what is holding something. So those are, praise the name of Jesus. All right, let me, I missed uh, quite a bit of, uh, it looks like we're having problem with our connection today. At least I'm having problem with my connection. Uh, so, uh, but I think there were a few, a few things that were left. Let me try to see. We don't have a lot. It looks like we're seriously having uh, technology. That's why the best thing is just to be here, right? Uh, somebody said they already memorized it in KG. Uh, that's, that's acceptable, all right? doesn't matter how you memorize it. KJV, NKJV, uh, that's fine. As long as it's not KGB, we are fine. <laughs> we want K- KJV. <laughs> Hallelujah. If it's in a different language, that's fine. Hallelujah. Okay. So I think uh, we are having problem with our line. So unfortunately tonight, hopefully it will be put there. So let's go on, continue our prayer, you know. And I love how he now said that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I mean, he's always saying, this is, this is the, the essence of all this. Right? Is what? That's the ultimate intent of the prayer, right? To be filled with all the fullness of God. That makes, you see, all Pauline prayer, you know, they are powerful, you know, they are Christ-centered, and they are focused. They are God-focused, right? They are power. They are, they are, that's really why it's so important. Uh, to be filled, what does it mean to be filled with all the fullness of God? Anybody wants to say? You want to say something? All right, can, can you give him the mic? Because we want people to be blessed by what everyone is saying as well. Am I? Okay, you got this. The fullness of God. If we look at Moses on the mountain for 40 days and he came back, his face shone so bright, he was blinding people and he had to cover it and wear a garment for 40 days till the radiant reflection of God wore off. Fast forward, Jesus comes. You cannot put a new patch on an old garment, mm-hmm. otherwise it'll tear away. You cannot put new wine into an old wineskin, otherwise the old wineskin will rip and tear and drain the wine out. So, you know, Paul had such a revelation from the time he was struck down on the road of Damascus to the three years in the desert, he was with Christ in his glorified state. Um, and as you said earlier, we're not going to be there until we're there. Mm-hmm. But for now, if I keep cooperating with the Holy Spirit, mm. he'll fill me as long as I cooperate with him. Wow. And what happens with this fullness is the new covenant flows through me and out of me. The old man has passed away. And the new inner man um, is starting to come through, mm. you know. Uh, as I was discussing this with uh, Pastor Huey on Sunday, you know, we're all at different stages in our walk, in our understanding, in our yoking with Christ. Uh, the fullness that's happened through me is with no meds, 
with no professional therapy, just straight up Jesus, Holy Spirit, and Bible. I'm depression-free for nearly 15 years. Amen. Amen. Um, people pointing me in the proper direction, uh, chronic pain-free, eight years, and I do manual labor. And eight years ago, I was the poster child for what could have been uh, spinal operation, the injections, pain meds, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the brother said earlier, you know, he first loved us. Amen. So, so yes, I read the Bible, but when I lean on my own understanding, it can go all sorts of ways from Sunday. Mm. You know, it's yeah. why I'm here tonight, because you're giving me iron on iron here, feeding me. And hopefully what I'm sharing right now is feeding everybody back. Amen. That's up. So, so the fullness is there. But I here today am an old wineskin and an old garment uh, growing in the likeness of Christ. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for the testimony. Powerful, powerful. So he's saying the essence of this is, I want all of God. I mean, we can boil it down. I want the fullness of God. I don't, I don't want some of what he has for me. I want all of what he has for me, right? I want all of, I want, I want all of what he has. I, and I think he's saying that that's why Paul is praying this prayer for them. That's why he's praying, you know, that you will be strengthened with might you know, through his spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love will be able to comprehend, you know, what is the, what is the length, the breadth, the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge so that I may be filled with all the food. And if all these things happen, I am going to experience everything that God wants for me. I am going to, I'm going to be filled with his fullness, his fullness of wisdom, his fullness of health, his fullness of the spirit, his fullness of power. I want all that you have for me. That's the, you know, I want to have all that he has for me. Praise the name of Jesus. I mean, that's the essence of this prayer. So powerful, so, so powerful. And he ended it with uh, one of the most beautiful, uh, we call it doxology, right, in the, in the scripture. You know, to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or, or think, right? According to the power that works in us, to him the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So it just ended. It, is, it started it with, in a beautiful way. This is one of the most beautiful prayers in the Bible, for example. It started it in a beautiful way, right? I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, or from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derive their name. And he ended it unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think to him the glory. I mean, just powerful. This is something to memorize. This is something to, I mean, if you pray this prayer for yourself, I mean, you won't even have time for many other prayer points. I mean, but this will consume you. But just, just look at the outcome of this prayer. I mean, when this become the really, you know, just the intent of our heart, the essence, the, the, our desire, our lives will never remain the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I put the, 
you know, what we're going to memorize. So we now have two passages to memorize. Uh, I am going to test you next week. So we're going to be texting both now. We're going to text Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, all right? I'm going to see someone that can memorize them and read them for me next week, all right? And there will be gifts, all right? There will be gifts next week by God's grace. All right, God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. So uh, we are going to close. Uh, We're going to do our offering. So if you want to uh, give your offering, I think uh, all that you you know what to do. If you want to give to God, uh, please do so. Uh, All the means of giving are just display. If you want to do an envelope, you can go to any of those corner right there on my right hand or my left hand. You can do that. Uh, we have, uh, there's nothing else going on this week unless, except that we continue our fast and we pray every night at 6 p.m. If you, if you, if, does anybody, does everybody have the booklet, the 21 day prayer booklet? If you don't have, I believe we should have some around. Uh, David, do we have some around? All right, so you can pick some on your way out. Uh, let me do my offering and we're going to pray and close the service. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. Are we blessed tonight? Amen. That's good. Thank you, Father. All right. Okay. Let's pray. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the privilege that we have to learn from you, to really go deep in your word, to understand what you have for us. Uh, So, Father, we pray that even as we pray this prayer, as we go into this word, that you will, you know, open our heart, eyes, open our mind to understand, I mean, the deep things that are just hidden behind these letters, you will just uh, help us to understand them more and more and help us to pray them more and more and help us to experience them 